well, look, if you've been following my content, then you know that I preach deregulation as very important slash pivotal to a male being is most attractive. Now, this can just sound like some obscure term, uh, but I coin deregulation in relation to pickup, meaning that you are your most attractive as a male when you are 100% winging your approaches, okay? So guys, they go into their approaches, they, they see a girl, and they walk up, and then irrespective of how she responds, they might wonder, how am I going to be my most attractive in this interaction, okay? Uh, what do I need to do? There's certain things I need to say. Um, is there some sort of formula, right? Or guys, they might happen to hit a pocket. It's a numbers game. So you can walk up to 50 girls on a given afternoon in a busy station. I can walk up. I can get rejected 48 times out of 50 on a Tuesday and then literally walk in there the next day and get like 12 out of 50 contacts, okay? So guys might hit a pocket of low contact acquisitions where they go like one for 60 or something and then they start asking like, what am I doing wrong? What do I need to do differently? And I talk about how the males is most attractive the more deregulated he is. Meaning, it's not what you say that matters in an interaction. It's really not. It's just your behavior being completely free of any behavioral contrience. Contrience, the fuck am I saying? Uh, behavioral contrivance, okay? As in, you're not artificially modifying your behavior in any way, okay? So, you're not trying to implement any tactics. You're not trying to implement any schemes. Okay, this notion of Kino, where like you walk up to a girl and you're like, I'm gonna shake your hand to generate touch, ooh, wow. Like, none of that. You're not thinking about these things. You walk up, you can have the most seemingly disjointed and non-smooth non conversation, and she can be attracted to you because you're just completely winging the interaction and you're forward. So I refer to it as you deregulate on a baseline of forwardness, meaning you're always forward in your interactions, no matter what. Conversational brevity, okay, short conversations, I see as the natural manifestation and evolution of male non-neediness. Okay, guys ask about conversational length as well, like should you be there, should you be standing there for nine minutes trying to generate some sort of arbitrary connection with her? Um, that all converges back on not wanting to lose her in the interaction, being afraid of the rejection. It, the more non-needy the male is, the less he needs the interaction, the shorter his convos are likely to be. And the higher his volume, he sees that traje ultimate trajectory of the interaction uh, is completely untethered from uh, the initial conversation. So you can walk up to a girl have a sub 30 second convo, I'm not exaggerating, sub 30 seconds, sub one minute. You can literally just say like, it can be like, hey, hey, you're pretty. She says, thanks. And you're like, well, I gotta go this way. And you're like, how old are you? She says 22. You're like, really, you look 18. And you're just like, okay, well, I gotta go this way. What's your name? You like tapioca? Let's exchange. She exchanges. And that conversation, if you saw it on paper, you'd be like, oh, like that kind of, that doesn't sound like she'd be willing to respond to, respond to you. 
uh, but she will, okay? So versus you're standing there for 12 minutes and you think you've developed some sort of connection with her and she'll ghost you. So you can't uh, ever judge, you can't ever predict the trajectory of the interaction based on the initial conversation. So male non-neediness uh, is linked to uh, shorter and shorter conversations, okay? Conversational brevity. And I say the males is most attractive when he's deregulated because it's not about what you say, okay? So you can, anything can pop out of your mouth. I, uh, I describe this as act like you have Tourette syndrome. So like you say hi and you're not sure what to say to her and just anything comes out of your mouth. You can just go from her hobbies to I live in the shit neighborhood or like uh, you like Korean food. Literally is not what about is it's not about what you say. And the way you learn this, this isn't just some like this this notion that I'm conceiving because I want to convey this point as though I'm romanticizing it. It's that you literally see through volume that you're going to have lots of inter the more interactions you have, you're, you're, they're data points. And you're going to be able to see that, like a lot of the girls who end up texting you, hooking, uh, hooking up with you, you if, if you remember the initial interaction and how the trajectory actually uh, like propagated, you'll reflect on some of them and you're going to be like, wow, that girl? Like I remember approaching that girl and like she was scared shitless, acted like I was creepy, we exchanged anyway. Uh, so... Guys will wonder what they're doing wrong. This goes back to my original point when I opened this video. Guys will wonder what they're doing wrong. And my contention, my conviction actually, is that all the male has to do to be his most attractive is to 100% wing his interactions. If the male starts contemplating, quote unquote, what he's doing wrong, that's dangerous because it opens him up to regulation. And the worst thing you can do is start taking, taking in and internalizing the opinions of other guys who might tell you, oh, you should be like trying to generate connection or you should be trying. Don't try to do jack fucking shit, okay? You go into the interaction and you just 100% wing it. Be non-smooth, okay? I'm telling you, I'm not smooth. If you saw my interactions, my, my transcripts of my conversations written out, you'd be like, wow, like Mike has no game. It's not about what you say, okay? It's about male behavior. Male attractiveness is determined by his behavior, okay? So when a male contemplates, quote-unquote, what, what am I doing wrong? That's a dangerous line of thinking because it opens you up to behavioral contrivance, okay? So you don't want to... I would say you want to be forward. As I, as I mentioned before, baseline of forwardness... You're pushing the interaction forward quickly. You're not going to dance for 14 minutes having a conversation. With you're going to be forward. Like you might, you'll have, you know, you, you ask, uh, you say hi, you tell her you're pretty, she's pretty. You know, you can ask her age, her name, what she's doing right now to assess insta-date potential. And then if she's like, oh, I'm going to go meet friends right now. You're like, all right, well, we'll just exchange them. You don't have to stand there and ask about like, you know, uh, does she have siblings? Okay, you can, and you and you should if that's your deregulation. Deregulation is not a permission slip to be uncalibrated. That's another important point. Is guys will often like they might stand there. They might say, "Yeah, I approached some girl and we chatted for like fifteen minutes," and but that's my deregulation. It's like, well, look, I would rather have you be deregulated 
and have an inefficient conversation that's wasting your time and her time uh, than to regulate your behavior. So if in the beginning your deregulation is to have 15-minute conversations, good, do it. But just know that as time progresses and you approach more, that's naturally going, your conversations are going to shorten, as I mentioned before. So deregulation, this is how the males is most attractive, okay? And it's not about what you say. Um, don't worry about what you're doing wrong, all right? So just, just go in your interactions, wing your approaches 100%, and that should take some anxiety off of you. You should... It should give you some alliance to know that it's not about what you say. And I'm telling you that I'll walk up to girls and get rejected all the time. Okay? I like to say I get rejected more than anyone in the world. Oh, wow. Because I make more approaches than anyone in the world. So, I mean, and like, I leave screenshots. Guys have seen my screenshots. You, you know, they're on the blog. This isn't, these aren't hypotheticals. So I can, I have an article where I posted... 68 contacts that I picked up in an afternoon in a busy station over seven hours and it's like I can talk about contacts like I'm so amazing but what I also mention in that article is that I got rejected what like 200 plus times I don't know 250 plus times and that was in one afternoon you guys think that volume is impossible it's not impossible have you approached in a busy bustling station intracity station where crowded and you're pinballing off girls so get rejected 200 times in afternoon rejections a prerequisite for your outcomes okay and like if, if you if you and I were to go approaching together and you're like Michael show me how it's done show me how you pick up chicks you would it would basically just be an exercise in observing me getting rejected all the time I think that would be the main value for you is it would show you how much rejection is normal. You're not to avoid rejection, okay? Don't avoid rejection. It's impossible to avoid no matter who you are, what you say, what you do. So you have to learn to accept it. I've talked about this many times. It's a prerequisite for positive outcome, not an alternative. You don't walk up to a girl and just hope you're not going to get rejected, okay? And then there's this binary alternative where she accepts your advances. You have to think of it as linear sequences, as like, you are guaranteed to get rejected 14 times in a row. That's a prerequisite. That's normal. It's predictable. And then the 15th girl is going to exchange with you. So if we are approaching at your station, you're watching me approach high volume. You're like, Michael, you're so amazing. Show me how it's done. You would basically just watch me get rejected by girl after girl after girl. And then I would say to you, I'd be like, look, you know, you're whining about a few rejections. Let the value be that you see that rejection is normal. And as long as you're deregulated, doesn't matter what you say, um, that's how you'll be your most attractive, okay? It's in male behavior. So I think just this video can go on forever, but I think just a few summary points is, number one, the males is most attractive the more deregulated he is. So the more you are winging your approaches, the more you are winging your approaches, not regulating your behavior, just acting like you have Tourette syndrome, the more attractive you are. Have conviction in that. It's not about what you say. Always have a baseline of forwardness, okay? So don't worry about, quote-unquote, losing her in the interaction. Shorter conversations are better. I would rather have you talk to a girl for 60 seconds, try to pull her contact, be like, I got to go this way, 
try to pull their contact, then stand there for 15 minutes, okay? But if your deregulation early on is to have longer conversations, do it, but just be aware that over time, your conversations will become shorter. The more non-needy the male is, these conversations will become shorter. And just once again, rejection's normal. You can't avoid it. Um, no matter who you are, what you say, what you do, uh, it's a prerequisite for positive outcome. Um, not this happy, not uh, an adverse alternative, okay? So rejection will occur no matter what. Um, lots of talking points, okay? Don't worry about what you're doing wrong, okay? Don't worry about what you're doing wrong. This isn't an accident that I'm reinforcing this point. You know how many, like, how many times I've read in the WhatsApp group, like, guys questioning what they're quote-unquote doing wrong, okay? Most annoying fucking question uh, that I encounter. And it reaches a point of, like, it's not a apathy on my end, but it's, like, when I give the same responses over and over and over again, um, at some point, I just, I sort of just, re I reach a stage where instead of trying to change every guy passionately, I just say, look, uh, I'm just going to observe guys make their, you know, make their errors, or I'm going to observe guys uh, engage in their needy thought processes. I'll put some terse, some short thoughts out on the table. Uh, I've made some articles, I'm making this video now, and ultimately there's accountability. The guy has to take it upon himself to not complain, not whine, not dwell, um, and he has to take it upon himself to deregulate his behavior. Okay, let's just, why don't we just end the video there, that's it.